Good afternoon, and welcome to the Thanksgiving Day episode of the You Tell Me Show. On this week's episode, we're going to discuss what we all should be thankful for in the upcoming year and what we're thankful for in the year that's passed. As usual, we'll have some great music for you and some interesting topics. Please don't forget to press that sponsorship button so we can continue to bring you our content. So without further ado, this is your host, Professor Cass, saying welcome to the You Tell Me Show. How you gonna sit on the sideline to be your own boss, make up your own mind? Find time to shine and uplift My brothers and sisters co-shooting the gift This world is in an uproar And it's time for us to break down the door Stand up in equality Now fight for yours Man, you tell me And you tell me And you tell me And you tell me And you tell me Welcome to the You Tell Me Show, the show where we discuss some of the most interesting topics from the previous week. That's the You Tell Me Show featuring Professor Kaz. Welcome back to the You Tell Me Show. While we're on the topic of being thankful and all the things that are good in life, we must speak on the tragic mass shootings that have continued to plague the entire nation. Be thankful that you were not one of the victims of this senseless, usually racial or gender biased violence. So before we move on, let's take a look at the incidents that have occurred in the last six weeks or so. October 13th in Raleigh, North Carolina, a gunman described by the authorities only as a white male juvenile killed at least five people, including an off-duty police officer. The attacks drew a large response from law enforcement agencies to the residential areas near the Nice River Greenway, a popular bike trail for Raleigh residents. On November 13th in Charlottesville, Virginia, three University of Virginia students, all of whom were players on the football team, were killed and two were wounded when a gunman, a former football player, opened fire in a garage after a field trip to see them play in Washington. November 20th, Colorado Springs, Colorado. At least five people were killed and 18 injured in a shooting at an LGBTQ nightclub. The gunman was injured and taken to a hospital. And on November 22nd, Chesapeake, Virginia. At least six people were killed inside a Walmart. The assailant was found dead, according to the police. God only knows what other tragic occurrences are yet to come. So we all must pray for the families of the victims and keep them in our hearts. We also at the same time must be thankful that more innocent people didn't lose their lives at the hands of these cowards. And let's also be thankful that we were not in the area where these atrocities happened. Thankful that our families were able to wake up this morning and not be victims of the craziness that is going on today. This is Professor Kaz, and we'll be right back. Can't count the times that you made a way for me. Can't count the times that you have protected me. 
Can't count the times that you brought me out. If I could, I know I would tell everybody that I'm blessed, blessed. I am blessed, blessed. I am blessed, blessed. I am blessed, blessed. Can't count the times that you have provided for me. Times that you have gave me food to eat. Can't count the times that I could have been gone, but you allowed me to. Welcome back to the show. This year we have a lot to be thankful for, and I have plenty of things on my list. My year came in with a bang as I lost my Aunt Bonnie Douglas on New Year's Eve and my best friend Derek Burke near the beginning of March. So you're probably wondering how this is something to be thankful for. Well, I look at the positive in everything. These were two amazing and remarkable people who always put everyone else ahead of themselves. So with that being said, I know they're in heaven with the Lord Almighty and not someplace else. They can rest with God now and don't have to worry about all the crazy things that are going on in the world today. I'm thankful for my four beautiful daughters. All of them are doing their best to be good people and haven't given me any grief so far. For all of the parents out there, you know how thankful you are to know your children are growing and learning to be positive adults. I'm thankful for my beautiful home and my continued employment. I'm thankful to be able to provide a safe place for my mother to now live so she doesn't have to be around a bunch of people that she doesn't know. I'm thankful for my Aunt Joy for moving down to the South where she can be of comfort and support to my mom. 
So you see, even as bad as the world seems right now, there are always great things in your life happening, and we should all be thankful for that. And with that being said, I'm thankful for you, our listeners. Without you, who would I speak to every week? So this Thanksgiving Day, let's be thankful for what we do have and not be upset about what we don't. To my brothers and sisters, to all my family and friends, I'm thankful for you. We'll be right back on the You Tell Me Show. Yo, I need somewhere to go to get my vocals recorded, get some photographs taken, and shoot some video. I wish I knew a company that did all of that. You've never heard of the Street Artist Media Group? No. Who's a street artist? The Street Artist is in Columbia, South Carolina. They do photography, audio, video, and podcasting. You should check them out. Well, how do I get in contact with them? I could use them for a lot of things that I need to get done. Look them up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Spotify. You can even email them at streetartistllc at streetartist.com. Ask for the professor. He'll be sure to help you out. Thanks for the info. I'm going to contact the street artist and get all of my creative needs taken care of. That's the street artist. Your one-stop shop for all your media needs. Welcome to this week's Moment in Black History. Hundreds of black and Mexican families plan to file a lawsuit against Palm Springs, California, seeking millions of dollars in restitution for being forcibly evicted from the Section 14 neighborhood in the 1950s and 60s, according to the legal team behind the lawsuit. Pearl Devers, 72, is one of the hundreds of black and Mexican people who were forcibly displaced in the 50s and 60s from a one-square-mile neighborhood known as Section 14 in Palm Springs, the primary residential area for people of color at the time. She's joining over 500 former residents and descendants in the lawsuit whose homes were bulldozed and burned down, often without notice, and are seeking restitution from the city. Palm Springs formally apologized last year for the displacement and removed the statue of Mayor Frank Bogart, who was the mayor during the time. I truly apologize for those actions. They were wrong then, they are wrong now, they created devastation in our community and different outcomes for the black community and Latino community that still exists today and segregation that still exists today, Mayor Christy Hostie said in September 2021. The formal apology referred to the eviction and home destruction as a city-engineered holocaust, the statement read. The land that made of Section 14 was owned by the Aqua Caliente tribe. According to city records, the 1959 Indian Leasing Act allowed the Aqua Caliente to lease their lands for up to 99 years, incentivizing the city and real estate developers to take over the land. The city proposed that landowners terminate the leases of renters and give their tenants 30-day eviction notices. However, according to a 1968 report from the state attorney general, homes were burned and bulldozed before eviction notices were formally issued. Survivors not only dealt with emotional trauma, but were also prevented from building the kind of generational wealth those demolished homes and businesses could have provided. 
Deaver said she was only around 12 years old when her parents separated. Her mother wanted to move homes when she saw much of the neighborhood being raised. She said her father, who she described as her hero, was stubborn and stayed at the house until the city destroyed it. She said her father was a community leader and helped start the first NAACP chapter in Palm Springs, but was devastated by the loss and went deeper into alcoholism. People from the neighborhood still stay in touch after all these decades, Deaver said. She even married her childhood sweetheart who died three years ago. It wasn't just the house. It was a community. It was our life. It was our safehood. It was protection. It's just really heartbreaking just to have our neighborhood be dismantled like that, our livelihood. Only in America. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the show and our Man Stop Playing Moment of the Week. For most people, prison would be something you'd escape from and never look back at if you ever found yourself in that predicament. But for these Texas prisoners, they just needed their creature comforts before coming right back in. Man, stop playing. According to Dallas News, an inmate who was locked up in a federal facility in Beaumont snuck out only to get booze, tobacco, snacks, and food to bring back with him since, you know, the food in prison is probably real bad. Man, stop playing. And it's not just one incident either. Inmates have apparently been using a back door to skip out the land nearby, picking up contraband left behind for them and coming right back. Man, stop playing. Sheriff Deputy Marcus McClellan recently told the Beaumont Enterprise that inmates have been essentially making up their own in and outside privileges at the facility since day one. Man, stop playing. Deputies in Jefferson County finally realized what was happening and waited to watch it all go down. Around 5.45 p.m. this past Wednesday, a duffel bag was dropped off on the adjacent property, and around 7.30 p.m., 27-year-old Joshua Randall Hansen was observed leaving the prison to retrieve the bag. Man, stop playing. On Hansen's way back into the facility after picking it up, he was arrested. Man, stop playing. You was free. You could have bounced. Man, stop playing. Once confiscated, the authorities said the duffel bag was full of whiskey and brandy packages of tobacco, snacks, fruits, and plenty of home-cooked meals. Man, stop playing. These fools was breaking out of prison and breaking right back in again. Man, stop playing. You know how many people wish they had a way out of prison and y'all kept going back in? Man, stop playing. Hansen was already in the process of serving a little over two years for conspiring to distribute designer drugs, but now likely will do additional time as he faces escape and marijuana possession charges. Man, stop playing. This has been your Man Stop Playing Moment of the Week. The young men and women of upstate New York are lucky to have a community program called Don't Cheat, Go Hard. Don't Cheat, Go Hard teaches our youth to give maximum effort in everything they do. Charles B. Coe Sr. and Jr. know the true definition of Don't Cheat, Go Hard. That's why they founded the program. If you want your child to learn the right skills and get the proper mentoring to be successful in anything they choose to do in life, call Charles and Charles. Just leave a message on our message board at Anchor FM under the You Tell Me Show or look us up on Facebook at Street Artists LLC. You can also send us email correspondence at streetartistsllc at streetartist.com. Remember, the definition of cheating is to act dishonestly or unfairly to gain an advantage. The definition of going hard is doing something with 100% maximum effort. Don't cheat, go hard. Apply this to all things in life and watch good things happen. Welcome back to the You Tell Me Show. Former President Donald Trump is in the headlines again for something he should know better than to do. A couple days ago, he had a dinner at his Mar-a-Lago resort. It wasn't the fact that he had a dinner party, but whom was on the guest list. Let's listen in. 
Concern and confusion rippling through both sides of the aisle. Former President Trump getting criticized for hosting a dinner at his Mar-a-Lago home with the artist formerly known as Kanye West and Nick Fuentes, a far-right commentator with a history of espousing and promoting white supremacist and anti-Semitic ideas. I think the thing that Trump was most perturbed about, me asking him to be my vice president, when Trump started basically screaming at me at the table telling me I was going to lose, I mean, has that ever worked for anyone in history? Ye posting this video to Twitter titled Mar-a-Lago Debrief, explaining he asked if Trump would be his vice presidential running mate at the dinner after Ye announced his own presidential bid on social media. Ye also said Trump was, quote, really impressed with Fuentes, prompting responses like this. Republican Chris Christie, a potential Republican challenger to Trump, calling the meeting with Fuentes, quote, just awful, unacceptable conduct. And a Trump ally, his former ambassador to Israel, David Friedman, said, quote, to my friend Donald Trump, you are better than this. He says visits from anti-Semites like Ye and human scum like Fuentes are unacceptable. So we see here, some of the people who used to work for him are saying he's way over the line this time. The way that they throw anti-Semitism around today, how come no one is calling him anti-Semitic? And Kanye, props this time for showing everyone how lost with touch he really is. Way to clown him finally. Kanye actually said he's running for president and asked Trump to be his VP. <laughs> wow, I don't make the current events up, I just put them out there. Anyway, Trump didn't deny it at all. Let's go back. Trump himself confirmed the dinner happened, but distanced himself from Fuentes, posting to Truth Social saying, quote, Ye was asking me for advice. We discussed to a lesser extent politics, where I told him he should definitely not run for president, ending the message with, quote, also, I didn't know Nick Fuentes. Okay, so now once again, he doesn't know someone that's at his crib for a special dinner party. I guess he knew nothing of Fuentes and his disdain for Jewish people either. Next, he's going to say how he loves Jewish people too, right? And I just grew up with a, a great fondness and a great, a great feeling for Jewish people and for Israel. <laughs> Man, stop playing. I told you, you can't make this stuff up. Mainstream media, stop throwing anti-Semitism clips around if you're not going to take them all seriously and get them all the same coverage. We'll be right back on the You Tell Me Show. Can I fly to the sky? Winds will blow. Seed will your head young man eternity has no end your legacy sure to abound your feet won't touch the ground there's glitter in you don't you give up
we've come to the end of another episode, and I want to thank everyone for listening. Without you, it wouldn't be possible. I want to thank my sponsors for their continued support as well. On this week's episode, we discussed what we should all be thankful for. We discussed the recent mass shootings that are still occurring every week. We discussed Donald Trump's controversial dinner party. We had our moment in black history and our man stopped playing moment of the week. And as usual, we had some great music from our artist contributors. Please don't forget to press that sponsorship button so we can continue to bring you our content. Look for the You Tell Me Show on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Spotify. This is your host, Professor Cass, saying peace and love from the You Tell Me Show. Gonna sit on the sideline to be your own boss, make up your own mind. Find time to shine and uplift. My brothers and sisters co-shooting the gift. This world is in an uproar, and it's time for us to break down the door. Stand up in equality, now fight for yours, man. You tell me. And 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 you tell me.